0: Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back in. We roll all the way till 3 o'clock, Jimmy B and TC. It's always fun You have a chance to head to Cleveland and talk to Ken Silverstein, Big Ten Conference Insider, and much more than that. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Kenny, how are you, pal?
2: I'm doing well, Jim. How are thee?
1: Everything is good with us. Before we get to the Big Ten stuff, uh, Cleveland is rocked with the Kyrie Irving and saying, I don't want to play with LeBron anymore. I want to be the man. What is the latest that you can tell us now from Cleveland and the Cavaliers?
2: Well, I was at the news conference yesterday, which was held at three, a little after three o'clock central time yesterday, and I will tell you what—I've um, been doing this a long time. I covered the Bulls in the mid-nineties with, with a guy named Jordan Pippen and some Pogo Stick, better known as Dennis Rodman, and I thought that was a three-ring circus. Uh, this is um, this is pretty close to it. Um, it it came as a big surprise last Friday afternoon when it became public um, look he's a strange cat there, there's no there's no doubt about it um, Kyrie thinking that the earth is flat uh, he's he is a different individual but I want to be up front here and very fair during the finals this year so that's what June so what is that six weeks ago roughly whatever it is Uh, I'm sitting there during one of the home games, post-game scrums, and he's up at the podium, and I don't know who. Someone asked him a question, and he's answering it, and it's going on and on and on and on. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, you know what? This is really different. I remember when Kyrie got here as the number one pick overall, he was very uh, guarded, very shy for the most part. Answers were very cliche-ish. Very short, not particularly rude, particularly, just, you know, very short. You know, didn't have anything to say. And he's going on and on and on. And his answer, I'm thinking to myself, man, I'm, I'm hearkening back to the, that first year when obviously LBJ wasn't here and he was the, quote, face of franchise. And I'm thinking to myself, man, oh, man, look how introspective he is. And, you know, this guy's come a long way and Uncle Drew and everything else. And now we fast forward. Uh, to what happened on Friday and everything in between. And then yesterday's uh, two-man show, Kobe Alton, the new um, general manager, and then obviously the owner, Dan Gilbert. And it's um, – well, I will tell you this. I left yesterday's news conference thinking that maybe, just maybe, they might, with a very small M, be able to repair this. I then went to the Indians game last night, talked to a couple people that I trust their opinion They seemed to agree with me, which gave me a little bit more confidence that I'm on the right track. But then again, this morning, I talked to a very good source with the organization, knowing that I was going to do this show and one other later today uh, with some other folks. And he said to me, hey, we've been trying to reach them, and we can't get to them. So my optimism of yesterday's news conference and the conversation I had with a couple of my trusted peers who are very veteran people like myself, I don't know where this stands. I, I really don't. It wouldn't shock me, obviously, if they trade him. Um, I think the odds are very much in favor that they will. But there's still a, a little sliver of me thinking that they're going to do something very discreet, try to get him and his his individual, his agent, LeBron and Rich Paul, his guy, and Dan Gilbert and Kobe Altman and whether they have to do it in Casper, Wyoming, they're going to do it somewhere where the media ain't going to find out. They're going to do it at a very small airport. They're going to do it at an airport hangar. Nobody's going to know about it. They're going to fly in at midnight under you know, under the wire, stealth, and see if they'll give it one last shot. I think that's what they're trying to do, but as of this morning, and this is a couple hours ago, the and not even really made any progress.
1: There. Hey, Kenny, tell them they can come to Des Moines. We'll, we'll, we'll take them here if they want to have that.
2: Meeting. <laughs> well, you know what? I don't know where they go, but knowing, knowing that everybody's got a private jet, uh, I don't think logistics is going to be the problem. The problem is whether Kyrie will even do it and whether LeBron will even do it. I don't know at this point whether or not LeBron would even do it. I think, um, I think he might do it, but it's going to take some uh, schmoozing uh, by ownership, meaning Dan Gilbert, to get him to be in the same. Uh, let's put it this way: airport hangar as one. Kyrie, look, I don't, I don't, I don't get what Kyrie Irving is doing. I've said this the last few days on various shows. I don't. First of all, if you're going to do this, okay, why not wait another year, see what LeBron is going to do. And then if he is jumping, wherever he might go, L.A. or wherever, then you say to yourself, well, then I will be the face of the franchise. Maybe I stay. Or maybe I say to myself, self, he's leaving. I want no part of this rebuild. I'm out of here. So you wait a year, and you see which way the wind's blowing. The other thing that makes no sense to me is why you would ever let it be public now he's blaming LeBron's people for making it public. I don't know if that's true. And I know Stevie Smith's up to his you know what with it and some other folks uh, the arrows are going, slings and arrows are going back and forth. All I know, dealing with LeBron since the sophomore year, and better yet, knowing Rich Paul is agent pretty well, I don't think I don't think they made it public. I don't. I think another player and I have an idea who it is, but I ain't gonna say let it out. It hurts the Cavaliers from a leverage standpoint, but forget that. Forget that part of it. By making it public, it hurts Kyrie Irving's image. He has taken a beating here, okay, just a beating here over the last few days, and if it hadn't gone public, then he and his reputation would be a lot better, and he wouldn't have, quote, allegedly dragged other people into it, which makes more enemies, so this, like LeBron's farewell, I'm taking my talents to South Beach that are yet the heat a few years ago, and that was not handled well, this equals, in my mind, in mishandling how you want to deal with something like this. And, again, guys, maybe we all need to go back to college and learn how to deal with this stuff, how to roll it out, because, again, Kyrie and his people didn't do a very good job, in my opinion.
3: No, you're exactly right. Now, there is the other side and and the theory out there that LeBron did this on purpose as they've been trying to find a way to change this team up, to to do some things differently and a chance to hope to uh, catch the Warriors for next season. Do you believe that at all? And, And if there is some blame to be laid at LeBron's feet, how much is it?
2: Well, first of all, you know what you have in Kyrie. He's not a perfect player. Offensively, and I'm being kind, he's less than average. He's a dynamic offensive player who's not afraid to take the big shot. Obviously, Game 7, over Steph Curry, three-pointer, for his championship in uh, since, what, 64. So no one will ever dispute here or, I think, anywhere else how good of an offensive player he is. He's 25 years old. He barely is in his prime. He's got two years left on his deal with a possible third year if he's willing to pick up the club option or the player option, excuse me, the player option for year three. So it's different uh, than, let's say, Paul George's situation that has only one year. This thing has got two and potentially a third year. How much is LeBron to blame? Well, let me get hold that for a moment. How much is LeBron wanting Kyrie out? Uh, I'm going to harken back to LeBron's first year back. Uh, when he came back from the Heat in Miami. They're playing a the game in Portland uh, during that season. I want to say it's in December, January of that season. Dion Waiters is still on the team now uh, with the Miami Heat. Uh, prior to that, they traded him to Oklahoma City. And so on the court, there's LeBron, Waiters, Irving, and two other players. And I'm watching the broadcast. i late at night. It's in Portland, and they're just getting destroyed, okay, by the, the Blazers. Okay, McCollum and, uh, and Lillard are just lighting them up, okay? And I'm watching and I'm listening to the hometown broadcasters who obviously are going to be pro-Cavalier, but their color analyst does a pretty good job of being fair, and this is Austin Carr, the former Notre Dame product, an NBA player. And Austin says during the broadcast, why is LeBron staying in the corner? Why does LeBron look like he's pouting? Well, the reason he's pouting is because Kyrie continues to dribble, 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 not give up the ball, basically a black hole. And when Waiters does get the ball, he basically does the same thing. And he's had it, okay? So whatever, a week or two later, whatever it was chronologically, they trade Waiters, okay? That came from LeBron, okay? (laughs) LeBron said, one of these two guys got to go, and it happened to be Waiters. So Waiters gets dealt. He's now with the Heat, just signed multi-year deal, good good for him. But the point is, the relationship between Irving and LeBron has been up and down because Irving is still, in the eyes of LeBron and some veteran players, still immature. Now, he's more mature than he used to be, but in the eyes of veteran-savvy players, he still has bad habits, and it drives... LeBron and others nuts because there's too much dribble, 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 not enough move ball, move ball, move ball, not enough. He gives up ball and moves without the ball. So there have been issues. There were issues this past season, but it's been better than it was in year one when LeBron came back, witnessed that Portland game where I thought he was going to strangle both, of them, quite frankly, or at least try to.
1: Let me, uh, let me follow up because they're all headed to Las Vegas. Uh, they always do this uh, to go begin uh, some individual workouts. A lot of guys are going to this, including Beverly of the Phoenix Suns. There was a lot of talk about the Suns trying to acquire Kyrie Irving, and Beverly was the key piece of that puzzle. Is that still in the works, or has that been blown up as well? The reason I mention that... Is because the Suns, you'll remember this, Ken, drafted Josh Jackson out of Kansas, and that was one of the pieces that the Cavaliers wanted in return, and the Suns nixed that opportunity.
2: Well, at this point, yeah, they're all they're all in Vegas. Eric Bledsoe's there. Uh, Derek, um, uh, whom I think you uh, have uh, a bunch of guys are in are in Vegas right now. LeBron's been doing this for the last few years. I. Um, I don't know if he gambles or not. I have no idea. Um, If he does, it would be very obvious that he's there. I've never heard of him being, quote, quote, uh, casino-bound particularly. Uh, So I'm not sure why he seems to be enamored with going to Vegas, but he does. And like the Pipe Piper, a lot of guys follow because, well, Ron James and and so forth. Of all, and look, there have been so many rumors, and there are going to be Many more rumors between now and, one, whether they deal them before training camp. Two, whether they try to work this this thing out and have them back when training camp commences, um, basically very late September or maybe October 1st, whenever camp will commence. So Phoenix is a possibility, uh, but if they're not willing to give up the kid, uh, who you just mentioned in the young man Jackson um, if I'm the cap, I don't do the deal unless Phoenix just throws a lot at him and makes it so good that they have to do it. Uh, I do know they want him. Uh, they would love that Bledsoe because he would come in and replace uh, Le- uh, LeBron, would we'll replace uh, Irvin uh, at point guard and move everybody else down a slot in regards to a backup uh, position, uh, backing up someone like Bledsoe if that deal uh, would come together. I'd say right now, of all the rumored deals, and there's a lot of them out there, the Phoenix deal makes, at least to me, the most sense. The second deal that makes the most sense is with Minnesota or Wiggins, who they traded initially for the uh, the, uh, and the Kevin Love deal. Um, that makes some sense. Uh, there might be, and there would be, I think, another piece or two in that deal to work it out monetarily. So, There's a lot out there. Um, If I was in the inner circle and I'm not, I don't work for the Cavs. I think patience is a virtue here. Um, I don't think doing a deal today, tomorrow, or next week is the deal you can make uh, a month from now, two months from now. And I wouldn't be against, even though I said this earlier and the odds are against it, I wouldn't be against seeing if they could figure out a way to, to get him to come back, get into the season, and see if it'll work. Uh, the odds are against that, but I do think there's a small percentage of a chance that if they don't see a trade they like, look, they're not going to make a deal just to make a deal. He's too good a player. He's plenty of all-star. Right? Um, if they don't see anything they like, then they're going to bring him back. And then he's got a decision to make. He either comes back and waits to get traded during the season or right on the eve of the trading deadline in February of 18, or he holds out. If he holds out, he ain't going to get paid. So, And that's a lot of money. So um, they could, in some ways, force his hand. And one of the way guys, they can force him, and I, this is the first reaction I had when I heard uh, Friday mid-afternoon, which seems like an eternity ago, he wants to be traded. Fine. Okay, we'll show him. He has no—he has no leverage in this. None. This is not Carmelo Anthony. Okay, where Carmelo can pick and choose. Uh, uh-uh, uh. He's got none of this. I trade him to Siberia, better known as Sacramento or Brooklyn or Atlanta or any other team that ain't going to win thirty games and see how he likes it. Okay, and knowing Dan Gilbert as I do, believe me, he's a—that—that's—that's. That's, In the hand. That's in the cards. Okay. Now, they may say to him, look, we get the Venom, we get it, but that's a bad deal. That's not enough. I know why you want to trade him to Siberia to prove a point. Okay. But we got to get enough back in return. So if we got a better deal in a more attractive place, we'll trade him there because we need the return. But believe me, that has been broached. To trade him somewhere. You want to be the face of the franchise? Okay, big boy, let's trade you to somewhere where you ain't going to win squat, okay? Let's see how much you like losing, okay? Let's trade you to the Western Conference, to a Sacramento, or somewhere even like Arizona, or Phoenix, or somewhere where you're not going to win nothing, okay? Let's see how big time you are then. Believe me, it has crossed their minds. I have that on the highest authority.
3: So the other side is the future of what's going to happen with LeBron, and... What's the feeling out there, Ken? Is it everybody just resigned to the fact that LeBron's going to be there for one more year and it's over, or are the people of Cleveland hopeful?
2: Well, knowing the town, and I haven't, I haven't, you know, taken a poll, but I, I would say most feel that he will leave. Um, and I don't think it's driven so much by Kyrie. Uh, I think in some, eye, in his eyes, good riddance from some, uh, from some perspective. Uh, The other would be, I think it depends on what they get in return. How good are they this year? Do they get back to the finals? Um, If they get pretty good talent back, they're good enough okay, to get back to the finals. Now, can they beat Golden State? No. No, they're not. They're not going to beat Golden State unless somehow either he stays or, being Kyrie, and just changes his mind totally, or they get – They get a really good deal in return, and the best deal they can make that's been rumored would be a three-team deal where they get Bledsoe from Arizona, or excuse me, Phoenix, why do do I keep calling them Arizona, the Phoenix Suns. And then at that point, Bledsoe comes here. Carmelo Anthony in a three-way deal likewise comes here, and draft picks and other considerations go to the uh, Phoenix Suns or the, the Knicks. And, uh, Phoenix gets uh, some uh, contracts that are going bye-bye, which will help them clear some, uh, some, uh, monetary factors that they want to work with over the next few years. So to me, that at least at this point, if they add a Bledsoe and an Anthony, uh, and get rid of, um, Kyrie, um, yeah, they're, they're back in the finals and they got a shot of beating uh, Golden State, but. If they make a Minnesota trade and get the young Wiggins, um, defensively, he's awful. Offensively, he's very talented. Um, He would make up, for the most part, the points they would lose. They would want more than just Wiggins from Minnesota. It would depend on what else they get. Those seem to be the two best deals that are out there, but just because they're out there now doesn't mean in a month, six weeks, or four or five months as we get closer to February that a better deal uh, might be out there. Another deal which I don't think they would make would be with Boston for Isaiah Thomas, uh, Jay Crowder, and a first-round pick because Boston's got so many. I don't think they would trade him to Boston. I think that's the only, other than Golden State, and Golden State doesn't need uh, Kyrie Irving at this point with Steph Curry. Um, those are the only two places that they won't trade him. So they won't trade him to Boston, and obviously they're not going to trade him golden state but everybody else i think it's free game just depends on what they're willing to offer if they can't uh you know make kissy kissy and bring them on back and (laughs) i don't know i'd say there's probably about a 10 to 15 percent chance of that occurring
1: oh the old kissy kissy thing i get that live you got it (laughs) yeah i don't want to see that uh ken silverstein is our guest he comes to us of course on the draft house 50 hotline mill civic parkway west des moines kenny From the uh, NBA to the Big Ten, Uh, Big Ten media days are now in the rearview mirror. Did you learn anything by listening to the coaches and players?
2: Not a single thing, but I will tell you, we're we're sitting at 35 days. That's the most important number to me, quite frankly. Uh, Minnesota plays Buffalo, Ohio State, Indiana. Then I think Wisconsin, if I'm not mistaken, off the top of my head, I think they play uh, the following night, September 1st, and everybody – pretty much jumps in on uh, Saturday the 2nd, uh, the big one. Um, And the big one, at least from a national perspective, with a Big Ten team is obviously Michigan and Florida and Arlington at Jerry World. And uh, I know we'll be talking about that matchup as we get closer here uh, into August and and so forth. Um, No, not really. Not really. I know we talked in the past about big-name players not showing up, uh, Penn State, Ohio State, and some others not bringing in, in our minds collectively, the right people to be in front of the media. Um, I mean, I think they did as well as they could with what they had. BTN did a nice job of rolling people in and out. Um, I think coaches, you know, did their thing. Players were mature and said what they needed to say. But um I don't know. It's missing something, and uh, I'm not sure what it is. Uh, Look, it still gets a lot of attention because it's the quasi-opening of the college football season in the Midwest. But it just, I don't know, it's just missing some sizzle. And I don't know if it's just not having the big names not there, like Barkley and others, uh, who's going to be a top-ten pick in the NFL draft, assuming knock on Woody's healthy uh, for Penn State. He's the best running back, not only in the Big Ten. I could argue he's the best running back in the entire country. So, um, that hurt, but I don't know about you guys. It's just something, you know. And I'm not saying it needs to move from Chicago. No, I'm, I'm not saying it needs to rotate. I don't. I don't think that's it. It's just there's something. I don't know. There's just something missing, and I'm not sure what it is. Maybe you guys have uh, a thought or two on that.
3: You know, it's an interesting thought, Ken, because I've been a few times. I, for me. Uh, I haven't been in the business as long as you guys, but once you've gone a time or two, you know what it is, regardless of if it's Big Ten, Big 12, even SEC and the kookiness. It's kind of been there, done that kind of thing. I don't know what else could be done. Uh, media days, the way media's changed so much. Maybe they just kind of lost their place.
2: Yeah, I, I, I get the technology uh, perspective. Um, if anything, there's more media because there's so many dot coms. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and that's fine, that's great. More the merrier. Okay. As long as you're accredited, you know, that's great. Thumbs up. I, I just I don't know. There there's there's just something and maybe it's just me. Um I'm not saying being goofy. Um that's not what I'm um, I'm looking at. I, I just think um that and maybe and maybe part of it is and maybe i maybe I figured it out. Okay, the SEC always seems to go first, correct? Mm-hmm. I think that's okay. And the ACC, I think, seems to always go second. Am I correct in saying that? I think that's correct. correct, Yep. And then the Big 12 seems to go third. I think that's correct. Likewise. But by the time you roll to the Big Ten, you've been, if you're a football fan in general, and, and, and maybe not strictly a Big Ten fan, you have more of a national perspective, let's say, you're already, or if you're a national media type, and you're going to all of these, by the time you get to the Big Ten, you've already won three or four of these. You know, you're just like, okay, what? I'm fried. What, what, what am I going to learn here that I didn't hear from the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12, and whatever? So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it would be a good idea if the Big Ten jumped up calendar-wise a few weeks, a couple weeks, and see, it, where is it written that the SEC has got to go first? Is that one of the Ten Commandments of life? I don't. I, I have a pretty good idea what the Ten Commandments are, and you know uh, we're not perfect. I'm far from perfect. I'm not saying I follow all ten. Uh, I'd like to, but I don't. But kidding aside, why why can't the Big Ten go a couple weeks earlier? Mm-hmm. I, is, is the media going to have a problem with it? No, as long as you let them know a couple months in advance when it's going to be, people can make their travel plans. They can move their vacation in and around the uh, the so-called uh, gala event. Why not bump the SEC? Why not go first? Or at least go second? Why, why stay in the middle of a pack and just sort of go, okay, we'll do ours, uh, what was Monday, the 24th, yeah. We'll do ours the 24th and 25th of July. Why not do it? Hmm, why not do it on the 11th? Okay, why not do it two weeks earlier? I don't know. Do you think, do
1: you think that uh, na- uh, network TV like ESPN or Fox Sports, somebody like that, says, hey, we don't want I don't you know. Guys to
2: I, do that I, I don't know what the legalities are. I don't. I don't know. You know, is it McCormick Place? I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah. Maybe that's part of it. You know, uh, that's a big uh, venue, it's a huge venue, uh, south of downtown. I don't. Right. I don't know um, if that's an issue. But look, if Delaney gets on the phone, uh, yeah, things are going to start rolling pretty quickly. It ain't going to take time because he's a cash register as a human being. Okay, we all know that. Uh, I wonder if he's ever been called a cash register. If he hasn't, I'm going <laughs> to trademark it. Okay, call call the trademark people, guys. Please call them for me, or I'll call them this afternoon and and, and trademark that cash register, Jim Delaney. Ah, uh, look, to me, if you go earlier, you not only get the so-called Midwest media types, those who follow the Big Ten, and the and then obviously New Jersey for Rutgers and the Baltimore, DC quarter for the the Terrapins. Okay. But if you go earlier, I think, I don't know. I just think you get more interest. I don't know. Maybe that helps it. I just thought it kind of plotted a long, they they stand there for their 15 minutes. It's the same question. Yeah. How about uh, your starting right guard? How many people are competing for that position? Ah, come on. You know, can we just ask something a little bit more pertinent, a little bit more glitzy, let's say, you know, or, hey, uh Coach Kirk, um obviously your son gets the promotion. Let's let's get into details not that he's gonna go into a lot of details, but let's pepper him a little bit with questions about what changes, what about tight end play? How important is it? Obviously it's very important. But you know, let's let's get into a little bit more follow up questions and so forth, but maybe that's just me. I'm old school when it comes to the flow of questioning people, uh, because there is a way God, Jim is probably rolling over here hearing this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But this is really, this is how you do it. If you ask a question, you want your next question. If you don't ask it, you would hope someone else will pick up that thought and build on it. Okay. So there's a train of thought. Okay. That goes like one domino to another domino and it just goes click, 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 etc. Now, now we got, we got stuff all over the place. And these coaches are going, can I get off stage now? Please, they keep looking at their watches going, is my 15 minutes up? Mm-hmm. I bet Urban Meyer was, like, looking at his watch, like, every 30 seconds. Right. Can I just get out of here? Come on. I got bigger things to do, like like recruit. Okay, come on. Get me out of here. It's and Harbaugh, is- please. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just, there's got to be a different format where it just is. I know the Big Ten. We're the Big Ten. We're Midwest people. We like structure, okay? We don't like things haphazard. We're the Big Ten, okay? We want things to flow. We want things to be very, very 15 minutes here. Let's get them off. Let's move the next guy on in 30 seconds. Let's have him do his 15 minutes, 30-second break. Okay, I mean, I get it, but could we just have a little bit of mm, spontaneity? Wouldn't that be nice for the Big Ten to have a little bit of spontaneity? It would be nice.
3: I'm with you. I- I'm with you, but the likelihood just isn't there. It ain't going to happen, Trent.
2: no. I- no, <laughs> no. I- I've been a, no, it's not gonna happen. But uh, it would be nice to just get somebody in the Big Ten offices who is young and vibrant. I don't care if they're male, female, tall, small, I don't care their political affiliation, it doesn't matter to me. Just get somebody who will go to Mr. Cash Register and say, or one of his one of his people, his peeps, and say, you know, maybe we can look at this format and maybe we can look at what other people are doing, or maybe we can come up wow, what a novel idea maybe we can come up with something to just add a little pizzazz to this thing, okay? And some of it might be just as simple as, why do we have to wait until this year, July 24th? Why couldn't we run done it in late June or right after the week of the 11th? Okay, it would have been, what, 24th, 17th, 10th. So it would have been the 10th and the 11th. Excuse me, the 10th and the 11th. Why couldn't we do it on Monday and Tuesday, the 10th and the 11th? So what if another conference is doing it at the same time. Well, we it? my, what that, time that, That's my point, though. It. My point, know.
1: Kenny, is that maybe the networks are, are in cahoots here so they don't step all over each other.
2: It's possible. I mean, yeah, I get that. I mean, TV, uh, you're well, obviously, Jim, with your background, you're well aware TV rocks and everything else just sort of, uh, you know, gets out of its way, and I and I get that. And you have the Big Ten Network, you got the FCC Network, you got on and on and on. I get all the regionals and the network, boys and girls. I get all of it. Uh, I'm just saying, I don't know if it's etched in stone. i have to dig in on that, of why the Big Ten seems to always go near the back of the pack rather than the front of the pack. It's, we're not talking about the Mac here. We're not talking about, um, you know, some mid-level conference here. We're talking, here we go, let's blare the trumpets, the Big 10 Mm-hmm. And sometimes Let's it doesn't not take a like it. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It, it, just, it just doesn't. And, you know, maybe another thing. Let's, you know, who says it's got to be? In? I know the league office. I get it. We rotate the basketball tournament, right? Mm-hmm. Football tournament seems like it's going to stay in Indy forever. Part of that is because of the, the structure, the facilities, you've got the hotels downtown, and you don't want to play in Chicago or somewhere else. Maybe you move it to Minneapolis now with the new stadium there. Um, you know, so maybe Indy doesn't have it every year for football. Okay. Not a bad idea. Maybe something to ponder. Why not move it out of Chicago the more I think about it? Okay. You know, I, I don't know why it can't be moved elsewhere. Um, maybe that would give it a little bit more juice because it gets stale. I mean, Chicago is a great town. No one will ever argue that, but maybe not a bad idea to move it or at least try it one year. Pick a place, whether it's Detroit or whether it's, I don't know, uh, Des Moines or Indianapolis or New York City or D.C. or Baltimore, whatever. Just try one year to take it out of Chicago and see if it, uh, you know, if it works. And probably if you're going to do that, now that I think of it, let's not move it to New York or Baltimore, D.C. Because <laughs> then you've got people traveling too far. But if you kept it in the, quote, more Midwest, so Detroit, okay. Not a bad idea. They got the facilities, okay? You could move it to uh, Indianapolis. Obviously, they have the facilities, okay? If you can do a Super Bowl, a Big Ten football championship game, you can do the Big Ten media meetings for football, okay? Um, Minneapolis, obviously, I mentioned Minneapolis, Chicago, uh, Detroit. Um, I don't know. Why, why, Why can't it be held in Des Moines? Why can't it be held? Right. You know, in 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 Omaha slash Lincoln, I, whatever. I just maybe try it one year and move it. Maybe that would help. It I don't know. Just something to ponder.
3: Worth a shot, at the very least. How about this? So we didn't get a whole lot, Ken. We, we didn't get a whole lot of excitement out of it. But we did no. get to hear from P.J. Fleck. That guy, oh, yes.
2: holy crap, is
3: he annoying. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, I, he must wake up in the morning, and the, rather than brush his teeth, he must take that five-hour energy stuff. Yeah. Okay, seriously. And then at noon, he takes another hit. Can you imagine? Whoa. I don't know what that stuff's made of. I haven't looked at the label recently, but I can only imagine what it's made of. And then having P.J. take it early in the morning could scare all of, uh, well, mankind. Look, um yeah, it gets a little old. Look, he's going to have to win, and I give him credit. You know, he won in Western Michigan. He did a really nice job. Um, you know, if you're going to take a job in the Big Ten, you don't want to take a job in the East. You want to take a job in the West. That makes sense geographically because it's easier to win in the West than it would be taken on, in no particular order, Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State, and and likewise Michigan State most years. So, yeah, you don't want to take one, a job in the East unless you have, like, uh, this uh, theory of um, – I don't know unless you got a death sentence in your mind, and no that ain't going to work unless you got a death sentence, I should say so um it, it's a it's a good choice. they're improving their facilities. I love the new football stadium. Not bad new it's a couple years old now, I guess, but still a nice facility, okay um, you have to beat Wisconsin. that's the big boy right now um it's It's somewhat doable the The problem when you take a job in the West. Different than taking a job in the East is not only don't you have to take on those behemoths, uh, on the field, and then likewise trying to recruit again them. good luck in that subject matter, but the other issue you have is if you're in the West, you don't have the population basis, like, okay, he takes a job in Minnesota, okay? He's got basically one metro area. He's got Minneapolis, St. Paul, okay? That's about it, okay? There aren't a lot of players coming out of Duluth. OK, not a lot of players coming out of Rochester. OK, they're just not. I mean, I know the Mayo Clinic's there, but, you know, the bottom line is they ain't a lot, <laughs> they're not big population bases. So you don't have a chance to wheel in a lot of in-state talent because there's not a lot of in-state talent every year. And then, you know, Notre Dame's had success in the Catholic schools in Minneapolis, St. Paul over the years and and, and so forth. So um, it makes it trickier. um he needs to win eight, nine. Um, whether or not he can do it, um, my guess is he can win eight at this point. I want to look at the roster a little bit more closely, look at the quarterback play. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, um, you know, he's right now, Wisconsin's the team to beat. I think Nebraska's going to be pretty good. Again, question of the quarterback. I want to see how good he is. Uh, he looked decent in the spring game, but I don't re- I don't know about you guys, I don't read anything particularly into a spring game, mm-hmm. uh, particularly. So, uh, but I like coach Riley always have liked him um so you know you're battling for second or third you know and you got Iowa you have Northwestern um you have um, anybody else no that's about it uh so uh he's in a he's not in a bad spot because he's in the west but it's not a one foot putt type of job because Minnesota just doesn't produce that many Big time five star, high four star type of players every year, and if they do, you better get them, because if you don't get them, it's it's not like recruiting Pennsylvania, where there's just gobs and gobs of talent every year, mm-hmm. to uh, for Penn State, Ohio State, Pitt, and West Virginia to you know p- you know pick apart and figure out who they like and don't like.
1: All right, Kenny, thank you, bud. It's always good when we catch up with you. Have a good day,
2: uh, guys. When we talk next Thursday, we'll be under thirty. We'll be at 28. <laughs> you got it. You know I'm counting. Well, Yeah, you know I'm counting. I just rolled it out verbally. I have no life, so right now we're at 35 days.
1: Thank you, man. We'll see you.
2: Talk to you next
1: Thursday. All right, that's Ken Silverstein, everybody, on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. We'll continue on as we roll all the way till 3. Jimmy B and TC, it's the Big Talker 1700.
0: 1700 KBGG is the Big Talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG.
3: WolfConstruction.net.
0: Hi, this is Craig Hodson, Vice President and Market Manager of Cumulus Media Des Moines. Cumulus is a proud supporter of the Des Moines East and South Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber promotes economic development to strengthen their members' businesses and enhance the quality of life in Des Moines. Please join me in welcoming and supporting these new members Periodico Conexion Latina, Mosaic of Central Iowa. The Home Plate Diner, Stay Green Irrigation, Raffitt Services, Sinex Security, McDonald's, Spec USA, Iowa Insurance Consultants, and Gateway Mortgage Company. The Des Moines East and South Chamber of Commerce and Cumulus Media wish to thank these new members. Learn more about the Des Moines East and South Chamber of Commerce online
1: Worry less with Liberty Mutual Insurance.
3: Liberty Mutual saved me almost $800 when I switched my home and auto insurance. Liberty did what? Yeah, I got the perfect coverage for us. And I didn't have to worry about skimping on him as party. Oh, well, that explained the... Pody! Party! Best birthday ever!
1: Visit us online to get a quote. You can leave worry behind when Liberty stands with you. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Based on a recent countrywide survey of new customers. Coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company.
0: 1700 KBGG is your home for big sports. There's no place like home on the Big Talker.
3: 1700 KBGG. What's up? It's Bill Ryder. Back in Des Moines. Lived there for a
1: decade. Got married in Des Moines. Thrilled to be talking about your favorite sports teams with your favorite players. 5 to 9 p.m. on your station with all the big games. 1700 KBGG.
0: Big news, big talk, and big sports on 1700 KBGG.
4: See you soon.
1: I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school.
0: Summer isn't fun when you're hungry.
1: If only I had a big test today, or a book report to give. Give me a math quiz. Give me some homework.
0: If your child relies on free school lunches, we can help provide them with free meals this summer.
3: I'll stay after class. I'll clean the chalkboard. I'll keep my desk grill clean.
0: So they can stop worrying about food and start focusing on fun.
3: I'll do extra homework. I'll clean the class pet's cage. I'll skip recess.
0: School might end, but free lunches don't have to.
3: I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school.
0: If your child relies on free school lunches, we can help provide them with free meals this summer. Visit feedingamerica.org slash summer meals to find your local food bank for help. Once again, that's feedingamerica.org slash summer meals. Together. We're feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's 2-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order. I submit Exhibit A, Direct TV Select all-included package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, Monthly fees for Wi-Fi gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled. Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. Of 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates supply in second year. Pro-rated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet. Equipment non-return fees and kitchen supply. Call for details. Offer ends Hey, it's
1: Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Park. Jim Brinson, Trent Condon,
0: it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 K BGG, live from the Wolf Construction Studio sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent.
1: All right, everybody. Welcome back in. We continue all the way till three o'clock. Jimmy B and TC. Hey, Trent, um, that, uh, wide receiver that we talked about the other day they finally made it official quarrels i believe is his name uh and he'll uh transfer out of new mexico and he's going to be at iowa ready to go
3: yes yeah, still uh nothing official from the university of Iowa side from what i've heard still waiting for everything in terms of his graduation to come in uh what grad classes what he's going to do but there was a report from the albuquerque journal uh that also had a quote from bob davey in it uh, Bob Davey had this to say about Quarles. Uh, he's a great kid, and I hate to lose him, but I think I was a good fit for him. Uh, he redshirted his first year, graduated in three years. So because of wow. that, this is a grad transfer, Jimmy B, that has two years of eligibility. Certainly got a lot of like to see that, even though the numbers uh, don't exactly match up with some kind of superstar.
1: That's incredible that uh, he's going to have two years remaining. I mean, that just doesn't happen in today's day and age, Not, not at all. But as I told you yesterday, I saw two of New Mexico's games The one game I saw him catch just a couple of passes. The other game, I I can't remember. I don't think he did much of anything. But it's not because of him. It's the style of offense that they ran at New Mexico. I mean, they like threw the ball ten times a game. That was it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's triple option. You know, it's old school football there. So
3: you're not going to see a whole lot of uh, moving parts, certainly, that are going to be happening from that side. So I'll tell you, Jimmy B., who knows what this kid is going to be, but we're talking about a Division One guy, a guy that's played at that kind of level before, a guy that knows how to block. And here's the best thing. He graduated in three years. You know, they got a new playbook and all this stuff, and we hear how difficult it is. If a guy can graduate in three years, I think he's going to be able to figure out a playbook pretty quickly.
1: <laughs> I think you're probably right about that. You know, those, those guys are hard to find. But it does happen in college football and basketball, particularly uh, if a guy in basketball is going to stay for at least three years. Look, there are some smart kids who also are tremendous athletes. Quarrel seems to be right in that mode, and that bodes very well for the Hawkeyes picking up a, a wide receiver. Something that they desperately need, Trent, because... We only know one wideout, and that's Vandenberg, and that's it. That's Mm -hmm. that's all we know right now. Yeah,
3: I mean, the freshmen are great unknowns. Nick Easley was a guy that was talked about a a ton during the spring, but when it actually came to the spring game, we didn't see a lot of him. And now a part of that, of course, was the quarterbacks and the struggles that they have. But, hey, it comes down to, more than anything, Jim, Vandenberg has to be healthy and not a case of playing. Playing, that's all well and good. He has to be healthy enough to do the things that he was able to do in the past. The route running, the ability to go up in traffic and make plays. I remember that play he made out in Pittsburgh a few years back. Just a great, beautiful grab going up the field. Had another one uh, later that season. You know, People think of him just as a precise route runner, and that's a big piece of it. And probably the biggest piece of him when you're talking about him as a wide receiver. But they need him to be able to do all the things that he's done in the past. I mentioned this to you before, Jim. If he's lost a tenth of a second off his 40 time, if he's not able to be as precise and sharp in his cuts, we're talking about another mediocre wide receiver at best.
1: I agree with you 100%. And the Iowa cannot afford that. They've got to get, they've got to get some players and they're going to have to find some wide receivers other than Vandenberg that they have some trust in. And so far, that's not the case because they're not even in practice yet. And that will have to develop when they get into their practice sessions. And then, of course, through the first couple of non-conference games as well.
3: So, this Iowa squad, I was just uh, taking a peek, saw some updated numbers from Bovada. You ready, Jimmy B, on the over-unders? I'm I'm ready. Go for it. was still at 6.5. You okay. have to lay, if you're going the over, you got to lay a little juice, minus 140, get a little plus money if you go on the under. Right now, have to make a bet. Hawkeye, 6.5
1: over-under. Jimmy B, are you still on the underside of this? I am still on the underside. Yes, and until I get it. Until we they get into workouts and we start to get a feel of of what we might see on the field when they match up in that opening game against Wyoming. Yes, I am not going to go over at six and a half. I'm staying under. So, what would it be that would
3: change your opinion? You know, would it be because we're going to see stories? You know, we're we're going to find out couple weeks into camp who the more likely is going to be the starter or quarterback what's it going to be for you that says all right i believe this team is going to win 8 games this team's going to be a team that at the very least has a chance to contend for a division title is it that quarterback situation really ironing itself out when we see them at kids day it's whoa nathan stanley that's the guy that we expected to see is it as simple as that or are there more on your checklist that you have to see
1: I think it's a combination of uh, a couple of things. One, obviously, is the quarterback. And two, the wide receivers as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm not – Trent, look, I'm not going to throw cold water on everybody, but what if Vandenberg is running a simple route and he breaks the foot again? Yeah. yeah you, you know, now what do you got? So uh, I, 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 got. I have to wait – until there are some credible reports that we get out of their training camp, which will begin here in a couple of weeks. And 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 I start to get a feel of, A, how the offense looks, and, B, are there other wide receivers? And everybody says, well, they're going to throw to the tight ends. That's all well and good. You can throw to the tight end. Mm-hmm. But you got to have some whiteouts to stretch the field. And so are they just going to be pretty much a run-oriented team? Is it going to be Wadley left, Wadley right, uh, bring in Butler to the right, to the left, put him in the slot, quick little flare pass? Uh, you, you know, is is that what we're going to see? Or is it going to be what you're hoping for that the offense opens up a little bit?
3: I think it will. I think you're going to see a change. And that's another part I'm going to be looking for early on if we see the reverse, uh, you know the the reversion back to what O'Keefe did in terms of the play action game, in terms of the waggles, getting the quarterback out, having those drag routes, the deep crossing routes. If we see that right away, and we're seeing, hey, they've been able to implement this, I think they have a real shot. That for me will change my opinion because I'm right there with you. I- I'm right at that level. I'm looking at a six and six, seven and five type of team right around where that over-under is, and if I had to bet it right now, I'd be with you. I'd be on the underside of it. So if we hear that early and that the offense is evolving maybe quicker than they anticipated, you know, some antidotes like that I can get in. But until then, I'm with you, Jimmy B. I'm putting my money on Mm -hmm. the under.
1: I'm, I'm with you. I've, I've got to wait until I start to get some credible information, not just some message board goober who is, you know, trying to, you know, spew, uh, fascination for his beloved Hawkeyes. I want to hear from the guys that actually cover the team. And of course, we'll have them on the show. So we'll start then Mm -hmm. to be able to make a better assessment of what actually that offense will start to look like.
3: Good stuff, Jimmy B. We'll take the break here. When we come back on the other side, a busy hour. We kick it off with more football talk, though NFL variety, as Ryan Van Bibber will join us to kick it off. We continue on here on a Thursday, Jimmy B. and TC from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. Big news, big talk.
1: Join me, Diana Kelly, every Saturday morning at 10 for what's happening in your neighborhood with Inside Iowa. On
0: 1700 KBGG.
4: That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call
0: 800-860-6565. That's 800-860-6565. 800-860-6565. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health,
1: issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Switch to AT&T prepaid and get two months of free service with no annual contract on AT&T's network. Two months free, huh? You know, my wife wanted two months free. Then she jetted off to the Canary Islands and met some tennis pro named Sergio. Kevin? She doesn't even like canaries.
3: You want to stick to the script, please?
1: Right. Sorry, Dan. It's Don. Don. With AT&T prepaid, you can watch all of your favorite shows with no annual contract. Wow. No annual contract? No commitment at all? Remind you of anyone, Don?
3: Maybe your wife? Bingo. Can we wrap this up, Kevin?
1: Sorry, Doug. That's prepaid your way from AT&T.
3: Great. Thank you.
1: Sure beats whatever Sergio's offering.
3: Okay, that's it. I'm cutting the legal
1: limited time offer. Requires payment at activation taxes extra. Account must remain active on
0: $45 or $65 plan and cannot lapse to get bill credit for 3rd and 12 months. Fees covered and other restrictions apply. Details
1: at att.com prepaid.
2: You don't need more sports, but you
1: want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next day installation, 515-262-STAR.
0: 1700 KBGG, Des Moines, a cumulus station. I like it! Big news, big talk, and big sports.
1: 1700 KBGG, Des Moines.